I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So I walked into town on a Saturday night and I saw my car had a plate on it. And it said, your SOC is lower. I'm, I'm giving up. I, I can't. I just... <laughs> hey, and welcome to another Out of Spec podcast. You join me and my dad again. My favorite shows are when it's just you and me nerding out about car stuff. And today, we have like a deep in the weeds conversation about Phantom Drain. First of all, Dad, do you even know what Phantom Drain is and have you ever experienced it? Yeah. Can I first of all say best name ever for something that is just this bizarre thing, Phantom Drain. I mean, it sounds like something that's going on in in the bathroom that's just wrong. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like it's just, it, but, but I just, you know, like I love the name and, uh, and, and actually, I do know what it is. And uh, I know that may come of a, as a shock to you. But the Phantom is this, this beast that comes out to your car at night when it's sitting there. And, and it sucks the juice out of your car so that when you go up to it in the morning, you got like 10% or 5% or 2% less energy than you did when you went to sleep at night. And the question is, where did the energy go? What happened to it? The Phantom took it. And that's the, the thing. Took it. Right. Exactly. So, you know, now what, what I've noticed, okay, with certain cars like Tesla, as an example, if you leave certain things on, like, for example, the ability for you to be able to instantly access your car on the app or um, what's the mode for security sentry mode, right? If you leave those kinds of things on, then there's an explanation as to why your energy is less in the morning. But but I don't consider that phantom dream because I know who's come to my car at night to take it. It's Mr. Sentry or Mr. Whatever, you know, the, the actual app. But phantom dream is when you don't really understand or you can't pinpoint why your car has less energy in the morning than it did or less energy after it's been sitting at, a, at an airport for a week and you come back to it. Now you're afraid you can't even get home, you know, or you got to stop at a charger, whereas you didn't think. 
So that part of it, I don't understand. Where is that energy going when you don't have a logical explanation as to the consumption? You know, um, we'll call it the consumption monger, the identified consumption monger. <laughs> sure. Well, I think in general, people do view like Rivian Gear Guard or Tesla Sentry Mode as actual Phantom Drain. I think it's lopped into that category. But I like the idea where you can kind of separate it out. Um, but I think I've, we're doing this podcast because I've seen a lot of conversations on specifically the Rivian forums mm. uh, for a lot of people who may not an electric car before the tesla owners have already been through this over the last few years but the rivian people are just learning about phantom drain and i thought okay this would be a kind of an interesting topic to at least in full transparency say everyone is measuring it wrong like the way everyone's measuring phantom drain makes no sense to me and when you talk about phantom drain dad which we've talked about it over the years in various cars yeah. uh, when you come out how would you think phantom drain happened how would you know how would you notice state of charge yeah so you're looking at the percentage when you park the car yeah. and then yeah. either the next morning or a week later you're looking That's at right. that same percent and saying oh it went down one or two it must That's have right. lost yeah. energy. it's exactly how i do it I, I i would look at the percentage um state of charge it's that simple and that's where I think everyone's a bit wrong here. Uh, and that's what I wanted to, to make this podcast about because you can't rely on state of charge for actual battery capacity. Now, this might sound crazy to some people, but when we're getting into really low amounts of energy consumption or we're getting into small sway differences, a lot of it may not be actually down to phantom drain and it might be more to BMS sway as one thing or uh, battery loss of capacity due to temperature. Well, 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 well slow, slow down, slow down. Yeah. BMS sway. That sounds like the newest country dance at the local <laughs> barn. Like, I don't know what that is. Okay. Sure. Um, so I'm going to ask you, what the heck are you talking about? I don't well, let's it. start with the, the easiest one to understand, which is battery pack loss of capacity due to temperature. Okay. So that is if you park your car after driving it for an hour or two, the battery's nice and toasty. It's at, let's say, 30, 35 degrees Celsius, That's which right. is where they like to be. Right. And then you park the car. It's going to get really cold overnight. We're seeing more topics as winter is approaching on this. Oh, yeah. And then everybody, you know, everybody starts asking years ago, it was only like, why is my tire pressure indicator on? Right. <laughs> you know, now it's because people have, how come I only have 120 miles of range? Right. You know, right. okay, let's get into it, folks. You know, right. But this is, we're talking real specific about phantom drain, which is you okay. park the car and it shows, you know, 50% state of charge. You get to it in the morning and it shows 48% state of charge. Yes. Like what yes. the heck's going on here? That's right. So let's talk about what could happen here. Uh, most vehicles, and we're, I'm leaving Tesla as an exclusion here, but I'll explain how they do it. Um, they will just say, hey, when your battery's at a certain temperature, when you pull a discharge rate at a certain level, you can get this many kilowatt hours out of it. Of course, if you rip the car at full power while towing, you're not going to get all the usable capacity because some of it goes to heat loss. Anytime you transfer energy, it creates heat. I squared R is the equation. The more you pull, the faster it expands. Uh, or it should say evaporates as heat and the less usable capacity you could have. Okay. Similar thing happens when the battery pack gets cold. You can't actually get all the usable capacity out of it as it chills down overnight, 
which would mean that if I parked the car with, let's say, 50 kilowatt hours left in it, let's say it's at 50%, which would equal 100 kilowatt hour pack. When I wake up in the morning and it's now 38 degrees outside or even 50 degrees outside versus 75 or 80 degrees Fahrenheit and the battery pack temperature has dropped, now the usable capacity of that battery is down. Okay, hold on. I think I got this. I think. Yep. You're saying that the amount of energy in the battery hasn't changed per se because of temperature drop. But what is but what the indicator on the dashboard is telling me is that it the, because that the the computer knows that it's a lower temperature outside, it's going to estimate that I can only go is it making an adjustment to the BM? No, it, it, no, your actual energy capacity has dropped because of temperature. Oh, oh so so you actually are losing kilowatt hours in terms of stored energy because yeah. of temperature. Yeah, because you won't be able to pull all of it out under extreme conditions or even just temperature variances. Okay, all right. So then, so can we take a step back then? Sure. Let's talk about it. You go to bed. It's seventy degrees Fahrenheit, right? You wake up. It's seventy degrees Fahrenheit. And you go from 50% SOC down to 48. Yeah. Now, well, okay. I, th we're going to get into that in a second because there also is phantom drain. But I just am talking about how people measure it. I'm just okay. saying they need to take into account the battery pack temperature start of logging the phantom drain and end of logging the temp the the uh, phantom drain. So you need to actually look at the battery temperature and see if it lost a significant amount of temperature overnight. That would be one thing that could possibly lower your soc rating if it I would, okay that out. makes sense and you know what the problem though kyle is none of these cars you buy today tell you what the temperature of the battery pack is without a without a little you know obd2 port and a car scanner app how do you know no. and a lot of them you don't even get access to that even a lot of those temperature sensors that you're relying on are production grade sensors that aren't that accurate compared to you know real test equipment sensors no, so I, get, I okay i'm uh, just uh, trying to get you to understand that Temperature drop could be a factor, one of many, into measuring phantom drain that I have yet to see many people publicly at least acknowledge or try and think about, oh, well, maybe it dropped 40 degrees last night. That's why my battery doesn't have as much in there. I guess I, I would naturally assume that's why I have a lower state of charge in the morning. If it went from 60 degrees Fahrenheit and it's 30 degrees outside and I notice I lost 4% state of charge, I'd be like, yeah, it's a, it's a whole lot colder outside, of course. And then if it warms back up, you'll, you'll get it back in a sense, um, possibly. But the way Tesla does this, which I think is really interesting, is they, of course, lose usable capacity, but they also show a little blue bar on your app or and in the car and it shows here's what's usable and here's what's reserved due to cold temperature and some of that might be actually non-usable energy that's just not able to come out of the battery pack because it's cold very small amount of it this the most of it would be it has to use this much energy to warm up the battery pack so it's saying like hey in order for you know i'm going to use this much energy to get it up to temperature which means don't plan on using this five ten percent for driving I think is it's that, a really is nice. That, is that for preconditioning? Is that what that is? Yeah, and it's not preconditioning in a sense. It's for battery heating. Yes. Okay. Understood. Mm -hmm. Yep. Similar con similar right. concept. That so that's a very sense. small component. That's the easiest for people to understand. If there's a big temperature drop overnight, at least take that into consideration. Maybe that's why it's showing a few miles less range yeah. than when you yeah. parked it. Okay? I, I yeah. I mean, I think I think intuitively, I would I would say yeah. Okay, my SOC is lower because it's colder out. 
right? Well, I would just that say- could be a reason. And each car will measure this differently. I'm not saying this is across the yeah. board. There's different right. battery chemistries that are affected differently, but it's just a thing to consider. The second, which I think is actually most common for Phantom Drain that I'm seeing, especially with new EVs, um, is is BMS Sway battery management system. Here we go. Losing... Let, me, wait, let me start the music. Hold on. You know, yeah, well, right. we might have we might have like a. Uh, yeah, you got to play some country music here for the BMS Sway. I, I'm just like, I don't know if we have any good ones. There you go. Ooh. The BMS Sway. <laughs> so I walked into town on a Saturday night and I saw my car had a light on it. And it said, your SOC is lower. I'm, I'm giving up. I, I, can't, I, just, <laughs> I, I failed that class at school. I, you know, rap, rap and Dave, they don't go along. But <laughs> <laughs> That was great. But okay, let's talk about this because um bms sway means and and in all actuality the car never knows exactly how much energy is left in the battery pack at any given time okay is that is this is is like geometry class given is that true is that a fact that is a it could be correct you don't actually know like there are situations where it will be right on the money there's also other situations where it might be wildly off Okay. And the best way to showcase this is for most Rivians on early software, they have a hard time keeping track of what's in the battery pack. And uh, the best way to, to show this is go to a DC charger, set your truck to 70% state of charge. It should complete at 70%. You'll see it's 67, 68, 69, 70, charge complete. You unplug the truck, you get back in, then you're like, oh, what the heck? I'm actually at 72%. That's weird. I charged it to 70. It's not like you added any more energy when you unplug the truck. It's just the truck doesn't really know fully what's in there. And Rivian can fine tune this algorithm to determine what's in the battery pack to hone in on this closer over time. And we've seen them do this with every software update, improving that logic, getting closer to the true actual value of energy capacity left in the battery pack. When we first had the review truck, we saw sway of up to 5% sometimes. I mean, that's a huge difference. There's other things the user can do to calibrate that a little bit better, which is to show the truck the bottom of the battery pack and show the truck the top of the battery pack very often so it can balance out all the bricks and it can log the voltages of everything to understand the battery pack capacity throughout the entire discharge curve. Um, But that also increases wear on your battery because you want to keep it between, you know, 30 and 70% of the, you know, state of charge most of the time or 20 and 80. Um, But yeah, so that's one thing. The thing is the truck's going to always calibrate overnight and it might shift and you'll see these things come and ebb and flow. And that's the thing with the BMS is it gives you a rough idea. So when it shows 28%, you might actually be at 30%. You might actually be at 26%, but you know, you're somewhere in that range. And a lot of people think that when the vehicle says a certain percent on the dash, that's what it is a hundred percent. It's just not true. And so overnight, the trucks go through a sleeping process. The cars go through a sleeping process. They can balance out their bricks. They can recalibrate. And I think a lot of people aren't actually losing energy. The trucks are just recalibrating or the cars are recalibrating in many cases. And what's your thought to that, Dad? Well, okay. So I think that makes sense because you got a lot of different cells in the battery pack, right? And, and you're asking, you're asking for a computer to be able to come up with a, an answer as to exactly how much 
juice, how much energy, kilowatt hours are in that pack in a very short period of time. But yet, if the, if the BMS, the battery management system, is able to take time and knock on the door of each one of those battery cells or packs or what have you and, and verify how much energy is really in those packs, then I can see where at, at night you may say, okay, it's 50% state of charge. But after it does the check, like the inventory check as to how much energy is in each one of those battery cells, it might say, you know what? I was wrong. It's really not 50%. It's really 48%. So, right. And that's a possibility. And it doesn't, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're honing in on the right idea there. Let's go with it. Cause it's an easy way of people understanding. The other thing to mention is if you're driving your truck on a long road trip or your car and you're charging and discharging and charging and discharging. So you drive a hundred miles, plug in, charge it back up, drive another hundred miles. The truck's not stopping. It's going, it's adding and discharging a lot of energy. This is when we notice most of that sway happening because it's not getting a completed charge where it can stop. Think about life, really understand what's in there. Like you just mentioned. And then it has to go through this process, which in some cases can take a couple days to recalibrate the whole system. For example, I recently saw this with Lucid Air, where I did a I did a full 100% charge on the vehicle. It completed at 97%, and I'm like, well, that's not 100. And then, you know, I knew what was going on. I knew the BMS wasn't calibrated. The next day, when I went to go back to do a 100% charge, it actually charged normally. Went 97, 98, 99, 100, done, because it knew after it recalibrated and completed what's in there. And mm-hmm. it helped get it. But then the car pretty much shut off at 1% instead of zero. So it wasn't you mm-hmm. know, familiar with what was going on at the bottom. So on the topic of phantom drain, the, the here's there's only one way to truly measure phantom drain properly is what I'm trying to get to here. Because it's all there's so many other factors that can affect the state of charge reading. So here's the bombshell of today's episode, which is you're measuring phantom drain wrong. Can you guess what the only way to measure battery pack drain would be throughout an overnight situation? Uh, You have to have some kind of a different meter on the battery that I I don't really know how you would do it, but you're not going to be able to rely on the SOC chart that whatever is on in it's, it's on the car, what it's telling you. So I would imagine you'd have to have some other way to hook up a device to be able to measure it in an alternative manner but i don't know where you're getting at well you can get something called current clamps and even these may not be perfectly accurate all the time but you need something to measure the energy flowing out of the battery pack that's that's what phantom drain would be it's how many watt hours are physically flowing out of the battery pack powering other systems anything other than that would be down to capacity loss due to temperature or bms sway okay i get that I have a question, though. That makes sense to me. I I think that makes sense to me. When I first got my Tesla, you you asked me to go to the charging station and and run it down to, if I'm not mistaken, you said run it down to zero and then charge it all the way to 100. But once it says 100, leave it, right? And it it went for another 45 minutes at 100 before it actually shut off. So why did you have me do that? That's totally sort of different than this conversation and worth okay. maybe another podcast. But basically, I was trying to have you top balance your pack. Okay. All right. I didn't mean to. I, I'm trying to get all these concepts correct. But <laughs> Right. But let's just focus on phantom drain. Phantom drain. Is the yeah. only way to measure phantom drain is to see 
physically, um, you know, with current clamps is the, the easiest way of doing it probably. How many amp hours or watt hours, depending on how you want to do amp hours at voltage or just watt hours in general, um, flow okay. out of the battery pack through the high voltage connections throughout the parked period of the vehicle. Now, the problem becomes if you're running gear guard or you're running sentry mode, you know some energy will leave the battery pack overnight to power those systems. So you right. have to shut everything off, all ancillary components, and the amount that flows out of the battery pack is energy that is lost or wasted to stuff that doesn't help you at all, stuff that's not providing a service to the end user, and that's phantom drain. Now, one other last topic, because we're running up on time here, is we've noticed a lot of the combustion-adapted chassis to electric, Audi e-tron, Hyundai Kona, Kia Nero, uh, original Ionic, things like this, that were combustion cars first and then switched to battery electric, have very little phantom drain. Can you guess why that's the case, Dad? No. Okay. It is mostly because combustion cars don't have a giant battery pack to pull energy from. So they're already optimized to not rely on a high voltage battery to power everything. They have very, well, they're, they're only relying on the 12 volt on the 12 volt. But even then you can leave a combustion car parked for three, four five months. And it starts right back up because they have such minimal power drain and they're really optimized to cut everything off. I can park our e-tron for like a month and it powers back up right at the same state of charge. And that is also down to Audi really over-engineering that BMS system to display a number that's as accurate as it can possibly be. So all of the other factors still affect them, but the actual phantom loss of energy, as far as I can tell, is much lower on these combustion-adapted cars. That makes sense because you remember when I when my Ionic 5 ran out of juice and I went out to start it, and I'm sitting there saying, wait a minute, I have a 70, how big is that? 77.4 kilowatt hour battery pack in that in that big ionic five battery and and i don't have a 12 volt i can't even unlock the door what's going on with that and and then when you see that little light on the dash at least in the u.s spec cars and mom's car in the gv60 you see that thing on all the time i go out to the garage and i see a little amber light what's it doing oh it's it's recharging the 12 volt from the big battery pack which is that maybe that's not the right thing to to think about but look, I, I, I do understand what you're saying. And what I, what, I, what I would think is that the amount of actual phantom drain, if you were to shut off all the things like the monitoring for the apps or the sentry modes or all those things, it, it has to be very small. I would think it's very small. Are you hearing that in the Rivian community that it's actually quite large? That's been the the topic that everyone's discussing, and I haven't seen much conversation of this, which is it might be other things. It certainly might be phantom drain. There could be something pulling the power, but the only way to really know is to shut off all ancillaries, put right. current clamps on the high voltage battery, and see what flows out of it, and that will eliminate as many variables as possible. Well, you need to do that test. I know. I, I have current clamps coming, so I'm going to do it. All right, because if I had current clamps coming... I wouldn't know where to plug them in and I'd probably start a fire or something in the house. <laughs> well, it's an external thing and yeah, I have to remove some panels on the truck, but it'll be an interesting video. Yeah, so, I want to uh, see that. I, I yeah. want to see that. Cool. Well, thanks for watching another Out of Spec podcast. Thanks for your rap skills, dad. And uh, yeah, we'll I, hope that, I hope that doesn't go viral. Trust me. I hope not. <laughs> well, we'll see you on another video soon. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.